0: Level of Latina partners with working women and mamas alike to guide them in achieving fulfilling career and life goals through financial empowerment, professional or leadership coaching, and personal wellness. Find the unique coaching you need to succeed.
1: You're listening to Vero, Ceci, and Irene, and we are Level Up Latina.
2: Welcome to another episode of the Level Up Latina podcast. This week, in honor of Women's History Month, we want to have an open dialogue about optimizing our health and performance, especially when it comes to our menstrual cycles. Our guest today, Alejandra Hernandez, has learned that many of the health tips that we see on the internet are often geared towards men, which leads us to perform activities that could actually be harming us. Thank you, Alejandra, for being here, for reaching out, and for just, you know, mentioning this topic. I don't think we've ever talked about this topic, and so thank you for bringing it to the table and
3: for reaching out, and we're excited to talk about our menstrual cycle, so welcome. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm, I'm excited to be here, and this is Definitely a topic that I remember when I first encountered it was like blown away. Like my mind was just like, wait, what? And so it's something that I've been implementing in my life, but it's really nice to be able to talk about it because I don't share it that much with other people. So this will be fun.
2: Thank you. Yeah, we're excited to have this convo with you. But before we get started, tell us a little bit about yourself, about your background, where were you born, all that good stuff
3: yeah absolutely so born and raised in maryland i'm from the dc area in a colombian household so my parents are immigrants from colombia and i grew up in a very colombian household Um, my mom to this day doesn't really speak A lot of English she kind of can get by but I kind of grew up in that kind of vibe and moved to Miami about six a little over six years ago and love the city now it was definitely rough in the beginning I am a career and leadership coach by trade and I have been on my health journey for like 11 plus years and I would say holistic health like really understanding that there are other things besides hitting the gym and even like cutting calories there's actually so much more when it comes to our health and how it impacts like my performance and how i show up and that i would say the holistic really started probably about five years ago and so it's really been a journey of evolving and i think we can probably see that in so many other aspects of our lives my health journey has evolved so much over the years and again it's something that i hold really close to me health is an incredibly important thing for me and it's it's been a long journey for me to not sacrifice it to people, please. And I'm really proud to be able to get to a place where people now just know like, oh, Alejandra, she's just not like that. She doesn't like that versus like before it would be like the pure pressure. So I feel really proud of that. And I'm excited again to talk a little bit more about the health. So I just feel very great about how we can feel good, think good, how we can have better relationships, how we can perform better in our jobs. Like I'm just very much about how, what's the holistic view of this and how can we do better for ourselves?
2: Good for you. We definitely need more of that all around. Um, you mentioned five years ago. What was it five years ago, five years ago that happened or something that triggered you wanting to learn more about our bodies?
3: Yes. So what happened was I got really tired of hating my body. Like that's really what it was like i got so tired of the binge eating and then the starving and then the exercising all the time and self-sabotaging like i just got tired of it and i remember one time i was like crying and feeling so much shame i had probably just eaten i don't know something and i just remember being like when am i gonna when is this gonna end when is this torturous cycle gonna end? Because even though I was on my health journey, I was on it in a very toxic way. How can I work out as much as possible? How can I eat as little as possible? How can I like, what ways do I need to be drinking alcohol in a way that's like the least amount of calories and just I had health in a very distorted view. And so I think that was really the start of it. And I did something called the Whole30. Have any of you ever heard of the Whole30? Okay, I got some nods here. So the Whole30 is basically a paleo diet, except a little bit more strict in some ways because it's meant to be for 30 days. And so I did the Whole30 and that was the first time where I was introduced to understanding the concept of eating whole foods like it's not just about calories it's not just about oh okay well this snicker bar is this much and this thing is this much but it's actually like are you eating whole foods are you eating things that are the ingredient list should be the thing itself like potatoes or beef or eggs and it was kind of mind-blowing for me and it taught me how to read ingredients and that really opened the door because the way that i felt and mind you this was when i was 25 i was in miami i was single at the time I was living on my own and so it really changed how my life looked socially because no i can't go to brunch it's not going to work for me because i'm not drinking alcohol and i can't have nothing on the menu and no i'm not going to go out on a friday night because i'm probably going to get hungry the only things open is burger like it's just not going to work for me so those 30 days were actually very powerful because not only in the food aspect but it allowed me to see like how i felt was very different. And what I was able to do was very different. Like, dang, when I don't go out uh, on a Saturday night until 4am, I can actually go to yoga on Sunday morning. Like it really changed a, a part of my mind and how I was thinking about health. And that was really the opening point for me where I started to look at nutrition in a much more healthy way. Now it still took a long time, but I would say that was the breaking point. I just got really tired of hating my body
2: well i think also in our 20s we're navigating you know our adulthood like you said it miami single girl in our in our 20s just you know partying and like not really thinking about our bodies what we're putting into our bodies and yeah we're you know we're we have our weekly our or weekly oh god no our monthly our monthly menstrual periods uh but we just kind of go with the flow um but you you took it upon yourself you started learning and I know you mentioned in in, in emails that you did master classes and you mentioned these two women i think that are kind of the, the 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 experts in the topic right of like using your menstrual cycle to your advantage and i i know from like personal experience that you know, those days come and it's just like, Oh, I feel kind of lazy. I don't really want to go out and, and, um, exercise. And I just want to like bundle up. Um, but I, I I know that when I do even go just for a run, like I, if I feel better, maybe not a hundred percent, like if, when I'm not on my period, but,
3: Mm
2: -hmm. um, but I know that it's going to make me feel good. So, Tell us, I guess, what what's one way that we can start thinking about our cycles so that we could optimize our energy, our, our performance, or just our day to day.
3: Yeah. So one I wanted to just first like say with our menstrual cycle, one of the things that is beginning to kind of pick up in the medical world is looking at women in their menstrual cycles or people in their menstrual cycles as the fifth vital sign. And so really, that's the first thing I actually want to share, because I think it's important for us to look at our cycles and our menstrual cycle as a sign, as like, oh, there could be something off, or maybe this is normal, or what is Common versus normal. And I think that's a big one too. Like just because something is common, like being in incredible pain during your period doesn't mean that it's normal. It doesn't mean that that's the way it's supposed to be. And I think especially we've absorbed a lot of information about our periods being something that's, it's just the way it is. It just sucks. You're going to be in pain. And you're going to do all these things. And so. I think that really stopped me from ever exploring of like, could it look differently? Like, what if it did look differently? And what would that look like? And what would I need to do in my life in order to make that happen? But when I accept that this is just the way it is, I don't explore that. And I think that's why meeting these two teachers, Alyssa Beatty and Aviva Ram, was really mind blowing because I never considered that it could be different. And so I think that's the first thing right there, that it could be looked at as a fifth vital sign, meaning looking at actually experiencing your period and looking at we're going to get real um I'm not I'm not going to sugarcoat any, no, anything go here, for it go for it, it. like yeah looking at your blood, like what's the color, what's the consistency? Like those are very telling telling signs of what could be happening in your body. And the more you learn about it, the more that you can support yourself and being able to feel better, perform better, think more clearly and so forth. So that was the first thing. Now, the second thing in terms of how we can just like leverage it is understanding that what is the cycle, understanding that. And so there are One of the things I want to share about the difference between men and women and how they operate, just like on a physiological level, is that men and women have a circadian rhythm. So we do have like this 24 hour clock. We get up when the sun is up for the majority of the people and we get sleepy in the nighttime for the majority of the people. And so we see this commonality. However, in addition, women, people with menstrual cycles, they also have a 28 day cycle in addition to the circadian. And that's the thing that we really need to better understand is that there's also a 28 day. So like men can literally get up, do the same thing day in, day out. It's just is what it is. They can work out. They can do their crazy ass workouts every single day. And that's just what it is. They're good. For women, we have ebbs and flows throughout our month, throughout that 28 days that men do not experience. So that is why we need to better understand to know that it's not just about the 24 hours and getting up and going to sleep, it's about understanding the 28 days that we have. And so if we talk about just like the the super basics of the four parts, and then how do you leverage those things? we have four different phases in our cycle. And so we start off with our follicular, I'll say the four first. So it's follicular, number one, number two is ovulatory, number three is luteal, and number four is your menstrual, your period. And so if you look at these four phases, you just wanna begin to kind of understand what is each of the phases and what's happening in my body. And this is gonna be super like basic and fundamental, but again, I'm happy to recommend the books that I've read and people that I follow to really understand this more. When you think about your follicular phase, what's really happening is this is like you had your period, you're coming out of it. And, you know, I definitely kind of like will feel like, wow, like, okay, we're coming out of that. We're going into a new season and you can think about this as like the spring season. And you're in, if you live in like the Northeast and you think about traditional seasons, like I shed my skin. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. yes, It feels like that for sure. It's like, I've shed something I've let go. And so during that spring time, one of the greatest things is like, as you're going out of it is first being able to recognize that this is the springtime. This is where things are starting to blossom. This is when you can start to plan new things. Uh, And you can do that at any point, but I'm just saying like optimally start planning new things and exploring new ideas and really begin to see how is this month gonna look like? Because during your menstrual cycle, during your menstrual period, it's great to do some reflection, some evaluation, some, you know, what worked this past month What do I want to release this past month as you're literally bleeding and releasing? And so when you go into follicular, it's such a great time to be able to think about what do I want to plan? What do I want to explore? What's this month really like going to bring me and start to think about how that's going to blossom. And the big thing about this phase as well is as you're going out of your period, then this is a great time where in the beginning, after those few days after your period, you're probably like, going into I, w- I would recommend like kind of easing into workouts again like you know yogas and things like that and as you kind of go through the spring you're gonna see that your energy levels start rising and then you can start getting closer to like the the lifting of the weights and the, the hit and things like that and so the big thing about follicular is thinking about it as a springtime as a time where you're planning you're exploring you're really beginning to see like what's this month going to bring and what's that going to look like so that's that's the first thing right there Now. Phase one, now phase two, ovulatory. So this is the time when our bodies are like, let's make babies. And so because our bodies are like, let's make babies, well, guess what? That means that also our bodies are incredibly resilient during this time. Like this is when we have the highest energy is during our ovulatory phase because all our hormones are rising and they're like, we're gonna procreate. It's just like getting in that space, yes. And so, This is a really great time when you think about like, okay, how do you optimize your performance? It's like, this is a great time for you to do those networking, for you to do your IG lives, for you to go ahead and take advantage of that social, like whether it's the happy hours, whether it's meetings as well. So like if you're a professional and you're, you, maybe there's a meeting that you want to have, like your communication during this point is on point. You want to take advantage of like that social energy that you're experiencing during this time. Also, this our immune system tends to be the strongest during this time. Again, just physiologically, our body is thinking it's time to make a baby. And so it wants to be the strongest it can be to be able to do that. So our immune system tends to be pretty high during this time as well. And so just thinking, I look at this time as like, Okay, when if I'm going to plan a launch or if I'm going to plan a three day workshop or something, I will literally look at my calendar and be like, when am I on ovulation? Because I want to make sure that I am primed, that I'm at the highest energy. I'm 100 percent not doing that during my period. And so I like to look at those things just to set myself up for success, because I know at the end of the day, I will do what needs to get done if it gets booked that way. But I want to be able to set myself up for success and hopefully avoid those wherever I can. Now it's always not possible. And so I wanna say that too, like th- these are general things to kind of consider and how you can begin to shift your day, but it's not black and white. I don't just like say no to engagements, for example, just cause I'm like, nope, I'll have a period, I'm gonna say no. Now that's my choice. It could be an option for someone else. And so ovulation, just like networking, social, your hormones are up there, your immune system's pretty high. Also during follicular and ovulatory, you wanna think about like, our calorie intake is usually not as high. That's the other thing too. Our calorie intake doesn't need to be as high as the later part of the month when we start getting closer to our period, which is why you'll find like sometimes you want to snack more. Once we start getting closer to our period and on our period, it's like our body actually needs more calories during that time. And so I like to share that too, because it's just like, if you think about for performance, you want to think about food is fuel for us. It's literally fuel in order for us to get go about our days. And so thinking about how you can eat in such a way, it's not just about, I'm gonna eat 2000 calories every single day throughout the month. Like it actually varies depending on what you need. And so that's a little sidebar. Now the next phase is luteal. Now luteal is all the about like, so after your ovulatory, before your period, now luteal is really the time to just start like getting things done. Think about it as like the time of your to-do list and you're just like knocking things out and you're getting them done. And that is the really great time for people to like clean out, like literally just clean things out, close things out, finish up projects, like really just getting things done during this time. Hormone levels start to go down as you get closer to your period. And so you're gonna find that it's so important if you can to be able to have the time to take advantage of the earlier part of your luteal to really begin to close things out because your energy levels are going to begin to decrease and you'll notice those things. You're not going to want to maybe go to as many networking events or you're not want to maybe going to want to do all the brunches or all the different things. It's like we start to really think about, oh, and I forgot the season. So follicular spring, ovulatory summer and think about luteal, which I'm talking about right now as fall. So, you're thinking about like, okay, how can we begin to kind of close things out because winter's calm coming? Calm
2: things down. Yeah. Yes.
3: Frito. Calm things down. So good. And so I love thinking about the seasons because I am from the Northeast. And so I can actually think about them and remember them for myself and so i like to think about that it's like fall it's like yeah like we're still enjoying we might go to a pumpkin patch we want to take advantage of the few 60 degree days that we get but we know that things are going to kind of mellow out so things are beginning to close out and i look at it as that kind of time and you also want to make sure that you're eating a little bit more to be able to sustain yourself so I just always encourage people to listen to your needs and your body. So if you're feeling hungry, but you're thinking like, but I I said, I'm only gonna do 2000 calories and it's on my fitness pal. But if you're feeling hungry, I encourage people to nourish your body with whole foods. So maybe not snacks of like uh, things that are empty calories and think about like Snickers, Doritos, Reese's, like those things aren't actually gonna fill you up. But if you think about like you're hungry, then have something that is going to be nourishing and whole because we do need more calories during this time it's totally normal to be more hungry during this time and then after that we have our menstrual and so we think about i really look at this as like the winter i think about it as a time to reflect in our during our menstrual cycle something that's really cool is like our both our right and our left side of our brains are able to communicate for some reason in an easier way, like they connect for some reason during this time more than other times of our, of our menstrual cycle, of our cycle. And so if you think about that, what's really interesting is that it allows for a lot of creative thinking. And so it's great for you to be able to look back, evaluate like what worked this past month? What didn't work? What do I want to do differently? What do I want to release? What projects aren't giving me any joy anymore? What projects do I want to keep and, you know, stay with me? and really asking those questions to be able to really just be in tune with what you want to do for this next month. And so if we circle back to the menstrual cycle, it's such a great time to set intentions It's a really great time to be able to set just forward and over like, what does this, what is this new month going to bring? Because once you enter the follicular phase, you're back in spring. And like I said, that's the really great time to start looking at those ideas that you came up during your menstrual cycle and start like navigating that and be like, let's plan this and let's do this. And so it's really, really great in, in terms of that sense. I personally, like I mentioned, I don't. It's not like I don't go anywhere, but if someone invites me to something, I will look at my calendar and I will be, see like, where, where am I at that time? And if it's during my period and it's like someone who wants to, it's like an all day event, I'll, I'll usually say no, because I know that for me, I'm not, I'm going to be tired and I'm going to want to be home. Now, if one person has like a birthday dinner, then I'll say yes to that. And I'll be like, and I'm not going to do anything during the day. And then I communicate that to my partner. I'm like, if someone asks for plans, like, I'm not going to do anything on Saturday. I just want to be at the house. I just want to chill. And like, he'll know that he'll be like, oh, okay, she's on her period. <laughs> know you know that. what?
2: I think we should, veto Irene, and I should put our periods on the calendar. I don't think we ever thought oh about God, that yeah. ever. We're going to share that. It's
1: so trippy. I started like kind of smiling when you were talking about the winter, how like the menstrual cycle. And I was like, I just pictured myself being emo, but like in my mind, in my head, Like, what am I going to let go of? Like with a cup of warm tea by a fire, like yucka being winter's here. Winter has come. What I want to do. I just pictured that. And, and I feel, yeah, the energy that we have is just, I mean, we're, we're bleeding for God's sake. We're, you Mm -hmm. know, and for some of us, our flows are heavy. And Mm -hmm. I know for me, for example, the last, after my last baby, my period has been coming like every, like I've been on a period twice, I mean, pretty much twice a month. And they're like 10 days, so maybe even longer than, you know, twice a month. It's just like 10 days long. And I was just like, I'm in eternal winter. I go from winter yeah. to spring. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I can't yeah. keep doing it. And I'm exhausted from it. So I'm like listening to you. I'm like, how do we get more normal? <laughs> how do we get more normal here? we yeah. leave the winter
3: behind yeah that's a really that's such a great question i know um one of them was posed like what happens if someone doesn't have like a a regular cycle and i think that's one of the big things is really beginning to Understand a little bit more about this and like reading about these different phases, but also the kinds of foods and the kinds of things that are going to support our bodies during these different phases is going to be really helpful as well to better understand like what's going to help regulate the hormones. Because whenever something isn't normal, it's usually the hormones are irregulated and they need to get back to homeostasis. And so that's why there's like, if someone has, for example, PCOS, that's a big struggle with the hormones. And so there's a lot of pain involved in periods and so forth. And so there's so many different aspects. And that's why, like, I recommend these two women so much because they know so much. And it's, I would say especially Aviva Ram, but I love Aviva Ram because she takes um, she's an, a certified MD. And so she has a lot of like the medical background paired with the so many years of experience when it comes to hormones. And so I like to listen and I like, she, she has a podcast as well. And I like to read her book and her book is like a dictionary. So it's just one of those things where I open wherever and I'm like, <laughs> learn something today (laughs) like it's just like every single time so when it comes to like how does it normalize that's such a tricky question because there's so many things that are impacting women's health like i'm like i'm not even gonna go on the big tangent of just like beauty products and just like how much is marketed to us that is actually has a lot of toxic things there's been lawsuits, unfortunately, with things like different um, beauty products, with things like baby powder, with things like just different products that women tend to use more so. And so there's many different things that are really making it difficult for our hormones to be homeostasis. But that's why I always like to recommend them to, and then starting with things like sleep, food and movement and movement, especially like depending on where you are, movement can literally be like, go for a walk. Like it doesn't need to be like i need to go and hit the gym and go wild like if that's not where you're starting or like for example you just had a baby then like yeah you want to ease like go after a baby you're you're actually in winter for a while and i don't remember the exact number of months but there is so i can't tell you the exact number of months middle but there is a number of time afterwards where i remember Alyssa vt saying you want to look at that as like a long period of your menstrual time and looking at it as winter so you want to eat warm foods, you want to be able to go for walks, you want to be gentle with your body, but still going out and moving it in a way so that it can be nourishing. So I think that those are one of the the, the fundamental things. How are you hydrating? How are you sleeping? How are you moving your body? And what are you feeding your body? Like four things that are so crucial and then beginning to see, okay, what isn't working? What is working? What foods aren't reacting well? What is reacting well? Because a lot can begin to shift by doing, by covering those four bases, sleep, nutrition, movement, hydration.
1: When we were talking about dieting and that loving in your body, I'm like, I've always been very like, I love my body that does what it does for me. I'm not the skinniest. I'm not this, but I love what it does for me. And when it came to dieting, I'm not, I wasn't the greatest dieter. That's not my thing, but I did enjoy working out. And I would like work out to where I liked feel the soreness, but not push myself to where like I cannot then work out again. So I knew my limits, Um but in my mind, it was always like, I want to work out. And it was never the I wanna look good. I would not be able to live in Miami, by the way, because everyone's just so gorgeous. So gorgeous, so gorgeous. I went to Miami for the first time um for like fun this like November. And everyone I was like, I you know, like I would be the happiest single woman or single man here. Like period, you know, like
0: for real. Wow. For real.
1: But um I know that for me it was more like I knew that I I want to feel good. Just feel good with my body. Like if I wanted to do something, I wanted to be able to do it. If I want to like, you know, hike or dance or do this or relax. Like I want to be able my for my body to respond to what my brain wanted to do, to my commands, you could say. And since I love food, I wasn't able to just quit like food, but I would be limit, more like limit. Let me limit myself mm-hmm. in the sense of like mod like in moderation and I like just let me, since I love this, let me just eat a whole oh yeah of it, right? Yeah. So I think that it just takes time. I know we always talk about how I think living, we, we all come from, we're all first generation here and we come from families that kind of lead a life of, well, the, the abuelas used to do this. So let's go ahead and put it in practice here. And then for a long time, culturally, American culture would be like, why do you need to do that? Just go out and run while you're on your period. Go out and do this. But it's so common in our Latino cultures. It's so common in other cultures that during your period, you rest. Mm-hmm. And we're just taught otherwise here to just go, 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 go. Yeah. And we lose touch of our bodies. Like, I, I know that I have friends who are like, well, listen to your body. But I was so used to not listening to it mm-hmm. that even when I there were aches and pains, I was just like, oh, that's just normal because I probably did this much, And I would not think of it. I wouldn't get rest. I wouldn't take care of me that way. And now that I'm 41, I was like, "Tonta! why didn't I listen to my body like they would say? Why?" But I was just not, I had been deprogrammed, unprogrammed of being so in tune with me that I was just like so out there. Yeah. But I think once we're able to understand that we're ready to kind of take care of ourselves, like it's like when someone says, I want to lose weight, you make it look easy. Or I want to take care of myself, you make it look easy. Or you're such a good at this, you make it look easy. Mm -hmm. I think when you're ready for a certain kind of change, then you can implement that change and allow it to come into your life and like let things flow, right? I love how we're using flow so freely in this episode. Too. <laughs> so, with all of that, like you know, you mentioned that there is that you mentioned the different parts of the cycle, and then where we can be performing our best, obviously, is all of it kind of contributes to the great performance. It's yeah. just knowing right when to take time to rest, mm-hmm. take time to think, time to implement your ideas and hustle the heck out of it right like work hard so i think if we can change this direction and more like if there are women that are having a hard time kind of listening to their bodies or paying attention to certain things um what would maybe something that you recommend that they like kind of tune into or focus like look into to know like oh i probably should slow down, or I probably should act a little more and take care of myself? Like, what should maybe be some things that they can look into to enhance their well-being when it comes to their menstrual, menstrual cycles?
3: Yeah, I mean, this is, I mean, that's a big, big question, right, of like the different tips. So I have a, a variety of things that I would say that I've used in my life that have supported me. But before I go into that, I, I do want to emphasize a point that you made, which was these things take time. Like even I did the whole 30 when I was 25, I would say it wasn't until I was really like 28, maybe going on 29 when I was like, okay, I think I get this like intuition eating thing. Like, I think I get it. I think that I'm really like now eating in accordance to like, I eat until I'm almost full, not even like really full, but like almost full. And then I stop and I'm good. And then I put it away and that's it. And I've just, the binging right now, I would say it basically never happens. And sometimes I'll go a little bit too far with chocolate. Like I love chocolate. So I may have like a whole bar when I really just needed like a square. So that thing, those things will happen. And I just want to emphasize that because these things take time and that's a hundred percent, a part of the journey. And so being able to be in that journey. And I think it's, that can be something I resist so much because we live in a culture of like, get there go to the next thing, just so much about like, what's next and what's next and what's next. And really enjoying of like, I had to take a moment to be like, oh, I've come really far. And like, this is, I'm really proud of where I am right now. And is it where like, I know that I can do better? Yes, and I'm really proud of where I am right now. So in terms of someone, if they're you're feeling really disconnected to your body and you're like, how can I reconnect? Or how can I begin to understand more of like my cycle? one of the things there's just a few things i'm going to do that are more general about like connecting with your body one of them is called grounding so it's literally when you put your bare feet into grass and that has been something that it's literally called grounding for a reason it's supposed to ground you when you put your feet into grass or think about you know i live here in miami so we there's some people that live very accessible to the beach and so that could be a thing too like being able to be somewhere that you know grounds you, but a very simple, like if you do live in a house and you have a backyard, then you know that you have grass accessible to you and you can do that. Um, for some people that's not accessible. If you're living like in a major city and you're in a high rise, and maybe that's not the thing. So that is one thing that could be really helpful is grounding yourself by putting barefoot into grass. It has been something that is proven. That is really something to support you in getting back into like your body and where you are and paying attention. So that's one thing now the other thing is i really i took this from a mentor of mine who does a lot of embodiment work and she shared and this is not something she invented but she just shared it with me and the concept of just one decree, just think about one degree shifts with such a go-getter like capitalism kind of culture we we think about like how can i change everything my whole life right now and it's like just one degree how can you shift things just a little bit and so one of the things that she recommended for me was just checking in like if I just closed my eyes and I've done this before was like what if I just closed my eyes and caressed my arm and like how good that feels and it's like I'm back in my body like yeah I'm in this body I can feel myself touching my arm and that is so groundy because it's really wild it's so true we're just going 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 we're in our thoughts and it's like if we just take a pause put our feet in some grass or close our eyes and touch our arm and like get reconnected to this moment and where we are you're going to start reconnecting to yourself more often and so i always recommend just one degree shifts how can right now in this moment can if you're not driving close your eyes and touch a body part of yours and be like, wow, this is where I am right now. So I like to do that one. And I always like to just share that one degree shift because you don't, it doesn't need to be overwhelming. You don't need to remember all the four phases. You just need to be able to know there's a seed planted in me and I can remember that during my menstrual cycle, during my period, it's okay for me to rest. It's okay for me to do less. And so that was tip number two. Now, in terms of our menstrual i think the next thing instead of understanding and being in tune is just actually start tracking your period there's lots of apps for it i use the app flow so here we go back with the 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 word flow f-l-o it's a pink icon with a feather on it i use that one but there's other ones um i'm not i don't have any particular um affiliation with them or a bill i just chose them because it was the first thing that came up and so tracking your period is really great so that you can see is it irregular how many days is it is it pretty on the spot and then the other thing that you can do in the same app is you can also track what color was my period my blood what consistency was it or you can put in um, pain you can put like backache or you can put in headache or you can put in maybe you were feeling a lot of anxiety you can start putting a lot of those things in the app too so that is one that i would specifically say for really understanding and being more in tune with your cycle is start tracking it start tracking what your period is like and then also this is kind of going to go a little bit on the tangent but i'll just kind of plant the seed of it is during our ovulation phase, this is the time when, again, our body is like we're going to make a baby, and so you're going to see there's there's very normal discharge, vaginal discharge throughout the month, and so getting familiar with that. And for me, it felt really uncomfortable because like no one ever taught me that. No, like it just looking down there just felt really. How uncomfortable. dare
1: you look at all that stuff, huh? Yeah, <laughs>
3: exactly. Right? Like just so, right? 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 Like, super taboo. Yeah, like, and it's super taboo. And so when I read that, I was like, what? And but I had to, like, really kind of get myself be like, it's and it's weird, because I think it's anchored in shame. Like, it's just like, we're not used to that. So there's just like, why am I doing this? It feels awkward, even though it's like just me and me, there's no one else here. But being able to actually get more familiar. And now I can get to a place where I'm like, oh, I'm ovulating. Like it's clear my discharge. I can tell that I'm ovulating. And so being able to, but I did that because I went through months of very awkward times of just being like, what's happening down there? What does this look like? And what's the consistency of it? I went through that really awkward phase for me in order to better understand what is normal and what isn't normal. And then you will really begin to understand, okay, this, this, color isn't normal or this smell isn't normal or this consistency isn't normal but it starts with just becoming familiar step one to basically anything in life is awareness and so just build awareness around what what your body is doing during i would start with the ovulation and the menstrual with menstrual like your period being the first step just look just look what's the color consistency and track it
0: We could go on and on and on this is such a good topic and it's not something we talk enough about it's not something we're brought up to talk about so we always like to give a tip of the day so i will interject here with that the tip of the day is that i know alejandra has sparked your interest i know it for a fact i know that you're (laughs) listening to this and you're like man she is the wise buddha she knows a lot so learn more about your body and build awareness Mm -hmm. be that person she said awareness is the first step so be that person that after today Go learn something new about your menstrual cycle. Go do all the things she said, take a look, take a sniff. if I Mm -hmm. must be so graphic, uh, (laughs) do that and grow your awareness. I think that's going to be our tip of the day because I know for a fact, none of this was something I was thinking about in my twenties, thirties, even my forties. Like I don't, I'm blessed. And I'm one of those people that has a super straightforward, easy menstrual cycle. I don't even know what that means. Maybe that's a problem, but it's still something that we all need to be educated on. And as my daughter goes through the journey, I can't believe that I have a daughter that just got her period. Like I feel like I'm back in that space and I'm, there and i'm with her and i was telling the girls a story about how i just couldn't wait for her to get it like i just want to be the opposite of what my mom was my mom was like just not supportive and embarrassed and didn't want to talk about it and really? a little bit mean about it but i think it's a generational thing she's she's like almost 100 years old so there you go not really my poor mom she's like girl, two decades <laughs> two decades what are you talk about uh so i wanted to just be excited and like go there with her but then all that even lightened me on like i have to even be more aware as a parent about like her seasons and her feels and everything she's going through so wherever you are in your journey you your child your mama like this has been really great and i'm so happy to have you here and we could have you back because there's so much to cover and you're (laughs) clearly super knowledgeable but we are coming to the end of the show and at the end of the show we always like to ask our favorite question and I don't even know if this is going to apply to you because you look so freaking young. But um, we'd like to ask all of our guests, what is their best advice or wisdom, words of wisdom for their 25-year-old self? Well, let's see if we didn't just have egg on our face and you can actually answer that. Like, she's like, this yeah. was like six months ago for me. <laughs> I feel so
3: honored that you just said that. So, I mean, uh, the big thing for me, I, so I'll start with a little story and then I'll say like what what the thing is that I would share. I just turned 30, I'm 30 years old, I was born in 92. And I turned 30 in August. And I will say that there was definitely something psychologically that happened. When I turned 30, it was a time where I really was like, wow like i'm ending a decade and like i'm no longer in my 20s and then i started to feel that kind of guilt and the kind of like regret of being like why were you so hating your body like you were so hot like what are you what were you doing like it was like this regret of being like why are you treating yourself like that and then i had to anchor into forgiveness and compassion for myself and be like you did the best like that you had at that time and then being 30, that psychologically something really did happen. And it's, I now, so the wisdom that I would tell myself and that I'm telling myself now as a 30 year old is that as a 25 year old, I would tell myself one day you are going to be 40 and you're going to crave and love that you were at this point at one point in your life. So love it, appreciate it, be in it and enjoy it because there is no going back, which is fine. That's the beauty of life, actually. I don't wanna turn 40 having the kind of regret I had in my heart about my 20s. And I accept it because it was my path and I'm good with that and I thank God for it. And I know that there are lessons that I'm gonna implement for my 30s.
0: Beautiful, short and sweet. We all turned 40 recently in the last like two years. We all oh kind of gosh. are in an 18 man- month or 24 month span of one another. But yeah, we're absolutely dead on with you. Like we've also had those feelings of like, we can be so hard on ourselves. And then you look back in those photos and you're like, shit, I was dropped at gorgeous at 30, right? <laughs> so like whatever it is. right it happens to all of us and one day we're going to be 50 one day we're going to be 60 and i was just making fun of my mom who's 80 and she gave it to my caller it's like my aching knees and i can't see it i love her to death i love her to death because in her spirit and in her heart i feel she's the same like lovely mitotera that's 20 but she would love to have 20 year old knees 20 year old eyes you know we gotta keep it in perspective so that's great words of wisdom thank you so much you are above 25 years old we didn't have egg on our face which is good to know (laughs) Uh, last last question of the day i know The last last question of the day is, you know, where can our listeners find you and learn more about you and continue to learn about this great topic?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So I am most active on LinkedIn. You know, it's the my space. I love it there. So LinkedIn.com slash AI Hernandez, A as an Apple, I is an igloo Hernandez. And I am on Instagram, her Change. That's E-M-P-O-W-H-E-R change. So I am on Instagram as well, but just know you're more than welcome to DM me. It's me. I reply to DMs. You're more than welcome to say hi. I love building community on both platforms, but I am primarily on LinkedIn.
0: That's awesome. I love to hear that you're primarily on LinkedIn. I'm hearing that a lot more. I'm also hearing that about TikTok. So that's really cool. It's very, very awesome that you're there and you're in that space and that you are also on Instagram where a lot of our listeners are. We've loved having you. You are clearly super duper knowledgeable. It's really inspiring. It's a topic we just don't know enough about, don't talk enough about. And mm-hmm. so we're glad to be opening the door just to tad. And you're clearly passionate about it. So I do hope that our listeners will, you know, slide into your DMs in a really positive way and ask questions <laughs> and can be a help for them. Uh Thank so muchachas, muchísimas gracias. I know we've all learned a lot. Everybody's really gonna take their next period super seriously after today <laughs> if they haven't already thank you for the tips. Thank you for the clear passion. Uh, if anyone has questions for us, you know how to find us. Our email's admin at leveluplatina.com. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram. At Level up is our handle, as always. On the not-so-active Twitter, at Latina underscore up. In our guilt-free squad, where everyone loves to be, you can sign up for the guilt-free squad on leveluplatina.com. Check out, check out our website. It's such a great place to talk about these very things. I know for a fact we have these kinds of conversations there. So yay yeah, to the guilt-free squad! And to the guilt squad listeners that I know are listening, we love you. We'll talk to you yeah, later yeah. on the chat. Son las mejores de las mejores. gracias. Fue un placer. Have fun in Miami, a Colombian in Miami, I bet. Oh, no. Ooh, girl, you, you fit in. Yeah. The rest of us are like, I'm mm, mm, well, not <laughs> in here. You're like, yeah. am I really married? <laughs> oh <laughs> my God. That's, that's how we felt in Brazil. Like everybody was freaking Oh, yes. remember? Oh, and that uh, and everything. Colombian to atras. Colombian No, 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 no,